trees and news, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Meredith. Hello. How's it going? It's going very well. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, you know, leaning into the end of July, which I can't believe is already here. Yes. Trying to uh, avoid egregiously depressing stories about the environment. You mm -hmm. know how it goes. The usual. Summertime. Uh, yeah, I just want to mention, and I've been mentioning this at the top of a lot of episodes, on the off chance that there's like a new listener. I recently moved and I don't have any furniture in this space mm, yes, right yes, now. Yes. We are on sitting currently on camping fold-out chairs. And so if you hear a slight echo, that's why. I don't have any furniture to absorb the noise. So it won't sound like this forever is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it'll be all right. You're like, is this the podcast I listen to with the faint echo? Mm -hmm. Not for long. No. I get furniture next week. No, the the Haunted Mansion <laughs> podcast is a different podcast. It is. It's a great podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm an avid listener. Um, yeah, so what's new? What's new? Let's see. Um, well, I had a job interview yesterday, and I can't go? really talk about what uh, the job was Do for. I, it's the one but I know about? Yes, it okay. is the one you know about. Um, so hopefully that will be an exciting new development. It was very cool. It, uh, it went pretty well, I think. So It sounded yeah. very positive, and not to frame it in, like, consultation prize terms, mm -hmm. but... Like, even if it doesn't work out, you've made a lot of good connections. Yes. Yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, I also just have a lot of love for people doing badass work in this particular hellscape. So uh, it was neat to sit down for a couple hours and chat with some people who are doing that. I selfishly wish all of my friends and associates uh, all of the success so <laughs> that they can then hire me. <laughs> and don't you worry, my dear. <laughs> But also, uh, I love you, and I just want you to thrive. <laughs> well, that's, that's very kind. But if I could be the giant foot-shaped foot in oh, the door for you, I would absolutely do that. Amazing. So, oh, my God, I forgot I have an audition this week. It's okay, guys. I just got the email. Um, mm -hmm. So while we're in the pop culture section, hello, you're listening to Light Trees and News. Here's how the show works. It's three segments, although sometimes I have an interview with someone or – very strange people visit me and they always visit me on Wednesdays, which is weird. Yeah, and I really just can't believe that this is still happening now that you're in a new really? apartment. There are two doors they have to get past with locks on them. But anyway, it happened again on this episode, so we'll get to that in a second. But while we're in the pop culture section, I wanted to talk about R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, good. Ooh. Oh, my God. So if you haven't heard about it, he released a 19-minute-long song called I Admit. Hmm. In which he pulls an OJ if I did it. Yes. Uh, and also, just a quick disclaimer for anyone, I would say uh, rely on the people who job it is to report on these mm -hmm. allegations and this music and this uh this shitbag of an artist to tell you <laughs> what's in the song don't subject yourself to listening to it no. this is uh this man is so bad he deserves none of your hate clicks or uh morbid curiosity yeah so so you don't have to listen to it i'm just gonna read some of the lyrics yes i think that's good okay now, the truth is this message is I'm a broke-ass legend. The only reason I stay on tour is because I got to pay my rent. I never thought it would come to this to be the most disrespected artist, so I had to write a song about it. Because they always take my words and twist it, believe me, it's hard to admit all this. Mm -hmm. I admit I am not perfect. I never said I was perfect. Say I'm abusing this wi these women? What the fuck? That's some absurd shit. They brainwashed, really? Kidnapped, really? Can't eat, really? Real talk, that sounds silly. Uh, don't push your daughter in my face and tell me that it's okay because your agenda is to get paid and get mad when I do it don't go your way. Mm. What's the definition of a cult? What's the definition of a sex slave? Go to dictionary, look it up. Let me know. I'll be waiting. Now I admit I got some girls who love me. They pull they hair. Now I admit they love me talk dirty when I pull they hair. Some like me to spank them. Some like to give brain. And what some of these girls want is too much for a radio station. 
Wow. So some A plus victim blaming. Oh, yeah. Don't put your daughter in my face. Don't push your daughter in my face. Oh, yes, because uh, it's all about parents or women seeking fame by trying to associate with him. Sure, sure. That's definitely excuses sex cult. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying it's a great idea to send your 15-year-old daughter off with a fully grown male singer, but... I also understand that, like, listen, people love R. Kelly. I would say any headstrong teenager who was, you know, enthralled by his charisma and attention. Sure. And maybe, uh, like, we're trying to start their own career, and he was like, oh, I can help you with that. And for people, like, who don't have a lot of means, that could be very exciting. Like, oh, maybe he has, like you know, access to the industry in a way that we would never get ordinarily. Yeah. And I mean, predators are going to be predators. So, you know, some people are very trusting and like some people might be like, well, surely he's not a sexual predator who's trying to fuck my 15 year old daughter. Yeah. There's no reason for us to be concerned by this relationship for you and me. And I'm sure people listening, that sounds absurd. Like, why would you, you know, you sort of hear these stories about how people, uh, like, before we knew anything about predators or serial killers mm-hmm. or anything like that, how people just used to, like, pick up hitchhikers oh, yeah. or, like, they would go hitchhiking or they would let strangers into their homes. And, like, we hear that now and we're like, that sounds insane. But for very trusting people who don't even have those thoughts occur to them, mm-hmm. that doesn't make them bad people. Of course not. Um, that's not, like, a moral failing. It's it's sad that they're so trusting and that they can't be that trusting, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, guys, I know most of you probably don't have to be told this, but don't support R. Kelly. <laughs> Yeah. He's a bad man. Mm-hmm. He should be in jail. <laughs> yeah. And here, you know, this is a funny little thing that I literally just saw a link to when I was on my way over here. 538 put together a list of the most banned songs at weddings. Oh, okay. And strangely enough, Ignition Remix is not on it. Wow. Um, so yes, also if you're ever at a wedding or an event and the DJ plays Ignition Remix, don't dance. Maybe Do not. maybe ask. Could you please not play this? <laughs> also, if you're throwing a wedding, put that on your band list. Yeah, just saying. Like, please uh, try your best to make sure that known sexual predators are not uh, providing the soundtrack for your elderly aunts to yeah. get down. Maybe also just be like, can I see a list of all the artists you're thinking yeah. of playing? And then you can uh, cross off people from there. So I also wanted to talk about, I don't know if you saw this, um, people were very angry. So Target... Oh, I saw this oh, in did you person. See this? Okay. So the Target chain store uh, has opened a store on 14th Street and Avenue A here in New York City. And for their grand celebration, they, uh, I'm reading from Vanishing New York's blog spot, uh, they have committed what might be the most deplorable commodification of local neighborhood culture I've ever witnessed. <laughs> so along the first floor, of Extel's luxury monster known as EVGB. Um, yes, a blatant takeoff CBGB. of CBGB. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, like when CBGB closed, uh, a lot of people were very upset in New York City because it, it was another one of those like gritty landmarks that was disappearing because of gentrification. And now it's a John Varvatos store. Um, so you're saying it's better, correct? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want overpriced T-shirts and sneakers uh, and leather gear that is somehow given the sheen of the disgusting things that happened inside. Right. Disgusting, wonderful things. So along the first floor of uh, EVGB, um, Target has constructed like a a simulation, if you will, of the hyper-local New York street, the sort of street that is being wiped out by corporations and developers, and it comes complete with all the signifiers. So the facade is draped in vinyl sheets printed with images of tenements, the same sort of buildings that get demolished to make room for such developments. Um, so they sit, oh God, like you guys can't see photos of it, but basically it's just an image of like your classic New York City uh, exterior, like with the fire escape yep. uh, and the, the windows, but it's like a vinyl print they put on the side of this building. <laughs> Because it's a basic glass and steel monstrosity. Yes. There's a, a, a red newspaper kiosk announcing the opening of the store with a fake newspaper 
decorated with a bullseye water tower as if hunters have it in their sights. Um, there's even a fake fire hydrant at red painted park benches. <laughs> it's so creepy. Like, I'll link to it at our Lipson page, but it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's a really, it's a, it's a deeply uncanny thing. I mean, uncanny in the creepy uncanny valley sort of way to walk by and say, not only is there a target in the East Village, uh, it's that they just made it so garish. Uh, yeah, like, I don't even understand, you know, oftentimes I'm not surprised that, like, a corporation would do something like this, but I'm like, how did this get cleared in a meeting? Why was no one, like... Hey guys, isn't it ironic that mm-hmm. <laughs> we're participating in you know gentrification and commodification and we're now throwing back to a time before that? Like that's creepy, right? We shouldn't do that. Yeah, just the idea that the people are going to look at this and say, "Oh, yes." It's like when uh, anytime these luxury apartment buildings open up, there is mm-hmm. a big advertising campaign to get people to move there, to get people to think it's cool. Yes. Because somehow being a hipster, being somebody who, it's like the people that are moving in and looking at these ads and saying, oh yes, I would like some hardcore luxury, just <laughs> literally the tagline for a Williamsburg apartment building, the hardcore edge. Hardcore luxury? Yeah. yeah. The edge? The edge, <laughs> the edge apartment building. And uh, an apartment building that is so close to the water that uh, oh. they were in the evacuation zone during Hurricane Sandy, but hey. nobody wanted to leave because they were worried about their stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so you get this real sense of, okay, you're, you're trying to sell this to advertising people. Uh, or like young advertising people so that they will move in and then mm-hmm. like live there. But my God, like it looks so bad. You just think some, who buys this stuff? It's like they really want the class war to start. Oh, well. um, but yeah, I'm the class war has already started. It's like, they really want like the poor people to fight back. They're, they're just really not thinking about what it looks like to them yeah have you seen it in person i have because i i was in the east village over the weekend i haven't seen it uh, yet it's it's real weird oh god i wonder how long it's gonna be up so i mean i remember uh back in the old days when i first moved here Mm -hmm. avenue a was where i mean avenue a was fine but they definitely like there were a couple bars that i used to hang out with with friends and that's where the old location for the cock was the cock is a sort of legendary and wonderful gay dive bar, yeah. um, as you might guess from the the name. Right. Uh, but Subtle, yeah. But I picked up on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was I, always at the Bowery Poetry Club. Oh, which yeah. is not there anymore. But uh, yeah. But I know you're. I know yeah, that yeah, spot. Yeah. And so I, thinking about that, when it was even then, it wasn't that grungy, but it was still a little bit grungy. And now it we've got a, a target. Grungy. Like, yeah, yeah. Now it's it's totally. It's got like a polished sheen on it, but. Um, yeah, I that is the one small comfort that you just mentioned about all of these luxury real estates being built right on the water. They will be the first to be washed away. Yeah, all <laughs> of all of these things are in the flood zone, guys. Like don't yeah. worry about it. Nature will find a way. <laughs> they like, will wash the rich yeah. into the sea. Well, I mean, this is it's the classic gold bloom. Like these the the developers have been so obsessed with whether they could. Right. They did not stop to think about whether they should Should, right (laughs) guys uh right now we are going to go to the very strange interview that occurred in my apartment the other day yeah i i really don't even know how to introduce this i'm sorry slash enjoy hmm Just hanging out in my apartment, minding my own business. Holy shit! Hello? Hello? A five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, oh, four, yeah, five, fuck six. Fuck is leap. Jebediah. Ten, leap. What? Leap. Um, who? Sorry, sorry, everyone. This is kind of a hard to explain right now. Um, there's an elderly whim- woman uh, dressed head to toe in sequins dancing in my apartment and what appears to be. Who are you? Hi. I'm Abigail. And what the fuck? Jebediah told me to go to the barn and he's fucking... Where the fuck am I? Um, okay, but let's just pause for a second. Who's Jebediah? Oh, he's like a thing. I have a thing with him. He has two other wives, so he won't marry me. He said three's too many. Okay. All right, all right. I'll be the one to fucking say it, okay? No, I'm not in the library anymore. 
And look at my hands. There's nothing fucking in my hands. Wait a second. I do know you. Okay, hold on. You're Mrs. Scarlet from Clue. Yes, that's me. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Clue. I didn't know you were real. Yeah, what do you know about me? Well, I know that you are in my favorite movie of all time. Uh, and you're married to Mr. Scarlet, obviously. Obviously. Uh, and that you are one of the suspects in a murder. Yeah, but you know what else you don't know about me? What's that? Is that I fucking am a dancer, Uh-oh. okay? I'm exhausted of people only knowing me for murder. Okay, I didn't even do it. No, you didn't. That's right. No. I'm trying to remember who did do it, but it wasn't you. No, I didn't do anything. What? I kept trying to say every time they interviewed me, what were you doing during the time of the murder? And I was in my room practicing my high kicks, but no one includes that in the story. No, I'm just hot Miss Scarlet. Oh, I didn't even know you as hot. Excuse me? Oh, right, wait, you are the hot one. Sorry, I forgot. I'm fucking gorgeous. Right, yes, your dress is amazing. Thank you, look at my boobs. Your boobs are spectacular, congratulations. Thank you, I'll put them away now. Um, Honestly, it's like, it's crazy that you get to show that much of your body. Hold on, I'm trying to nail down you. Hi. Are you a time traveler? What's happening right now? Oh, God, this happens a lot. Uh, I'm like, so like... I've been here like three times and every time I come, they're like, you're colonial American. I'm like, okay, I don't get that. But every time I just like go to the barn and I pop up somewhere. So you're a colonial American girl? Yeah. Oh, like a woman, technically 16. Right. And I like. That explains <sighs> the bonnet. Yeah. And like, I was just like trying to party. Like it was like Friday night. Hello, the cows are in the barn. I want to party. And then fucking end up here again. I think it's interesting that you talk like a modern teenager but you're from colonial times. Young lady, yeah. I need to give you a little piece of advice, okay? Oh Don't God. let people put you in a fucking box, all right? You do what makes you happy. What makes me happy is shots and dick. All right, Whoa. now get all Whoa. the dick you want. Take all the Holy shots you want. shit. You know what makes me happy? No. Fucking kicking my leg like this. That wow. was me kicking That my was leg. so high. Thank you. Uh, wow. And you're an elderly woman. That was yeah. impressive. I'm 40. Are you? Yes, Wait, I'm like, oh, I've never met Look at that. these boobs. Whoa, wow, she full on flashed us. <laughs> wow. Uh, I never, apologize. Please have close. you ever seen a fucking nipple ring before? Please put your dress no, back on. No. I, I apologize. Your breasts are spectacular. I, I'm sorry, I thought you were older. But you know it's more spectacular than that? My fucking leg up here. Wow, wow, she just kicked so high. God. Uh, you seem fun. You should come back. Come Can back. we go back to. Yeah. Is, quote-unquote, shots and dick a colonial term? Um, well, we call, like, when you put, uh, we do moonshine a lot. Um, and then, like, just, like, spirits, like, distilled spirits. Yes. And we'll put them in a tiny cup, and that's called a shot. Yeah, that's what a shot's called now, too, oh, in our society. Fun. I, this is wild. Why are you guys here? I finally escaped from that bloody mansion. Well, you know how long I've been in there? So many fucking years I don't age. Thank you. Wow. Um, so much. Um, but I finally got out, and I've made it to New York City, and I'm trying out for the Rockettes tomorrow. Um, okay, I don't want to, you know, my job isn't to squash anyone's dream, but I think the Rockettes hire dancers uh, who are a little, oh boy, uh, younger? Oh, thank you for saying I look younger than I am. Oh. They are going to hire me. Uh, wow, that's not what I said. Because look at these tits. Wow. Oh, she whipped he, up her dress he again. Had <laughs> wow. Uh, she's thank not you. putting it down. Okay, there we go. Oh, Abigail. You uh, don't have to what? stare. Mrs. Scarlet, it, it might be, uh, it must be hard to be so passionate about something, but not be recognized for that. Like, everyone will always associate you with murder, I mean, that's what they associate me with now. Right. But in the future, no, it's going to be Mrs. Scarlet. What room's she in? Oh, she's on the stage. What's in her hands? Nothing in her hands, but her legs up there. Honestly, honestly, I get that because one time in a party, one time I took a musket and shot into this guy. And one time it hit a man. One. You killed somebody? One oh time, God. and everyone's like, Abigail, don't touch them. It was like, once. I did once. Can I ask you? Abigail, what? you killed somebody. What'd you do it with? What? What'd you do it with? 
A musket. A musket. Yeah. That's what you said. Where were you? Did you have a candlestick? <laughs> oh, feel good. What? So Did it you was have a candlestick. Hold on. It was Abigail with a musket. Where were you? We were by the barn again. By the barn. All right. What I'm going to tell you right now is, don't ever say that if I can again. Okay. Yeah. What? You don't want to bring it up again. That okay? becomes your thing. It'll become like, your it, thing. Miss Scarlet with the wrench in the library. You know. One day you'll just want to get out of that library, but you won't be able to. We'll keep saying library, and they don't let us read books. And it's just like, what? Young lady. I don't understand what's happening right now. Did you oh guys ever crawling me? on the ground. Why is she on the ground? Why are you crawling on the ground, Abigail? Because I lost my fucking button. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, did you guys ever answer me why you're here? I'm trying out for the Rockettes. So why are you in my apartment, though? This is not where you auditioned for the Rockettes. Uh, there was a sign down the street that what? said garage sale this way. Rockettes. I, is this a garage? It's this not a way. garage. Oh. Well, I got to take that sign down. That's inaccurate. And I'm here because the barn sends me where the barn wants to send me. Are you drunk? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Hey, hey. Help me practice, okay? Catch my leg. Huh. Whoa. Huh. You just, you, you ducked. ducked again. <laughs> what? No, uh. What's what? your name? I'm sorry, I didn't ask. Allison. Um, dear, can you catch my leg? Okay. Ha! Wow. Wow, Hi. this is... You, no, you catch my other one. You catch my other one. Wow, she's not wearing one, an underwear. One, two, three. Ha! What? Uh. And now, look at these tits! Wow, okay. Um, very close to you right now. I wish you were wearing underwear. Um, and down on down, three. Down, a down, one, oh, two, two, three. three. Okay, ha! Ha! Oh, wow, into a full wow. split. That's going to get me on the stage. You know what? You are very talented, I have to say. Thank you. I also didn't kill anyone. Yeah, you didn't. Who did, though? Do we remember? Oh, Oh, Um, Abigail. It's very after Abigail's time. There's, uh, if I do believe, there's iterations where each of us kills someone. Yes, I was trying to remember in the movie, though. Isn't there... A movie, because I know that I shot it. Isn't there a movie where they have alternate endings? Is there? I, I believe there okay. is. Uh, I'm still getting sense. royalty checks from them, so I fucking hope so. Well, but, so that's something good that came out of it. Yes, I get money, but still, my brand <gasps> is dance. My brand isn't money. Who gives you money? What? Oh, who yeah, get- you're right. There was an ending A, an ending B, uh, but ending C is how the events really occurred. So they show like different. And every time someone goes, <gasps> while they're watching the movie, I make $20. <laughs> wow. That's good. And it, that's what funded me to come to New York City. What? You could buy America with that. Excuse me? You say you make $20 every time someone makes a mouth noise. Um, why are you taking off your clothes? Hold on, you did kill somebody. <laughs> What? Miss Scarlet, you killed the cop. Stop. Oh my God, you're just no, like we're me. not talking about it. I'm not. I'm leaving murder behind. You're I'm a just doing dance. Oh my God. I left murder behind. All right. When I left that mansion, I left the body. I just want to fuck Mr. Body, let's be honest. If that's true, where did that knife come from? Uh oh. How did you even hide it? Ah, ooh, kick <gasps> the turn, Wait, no, kick the turn. Butter the turn. Oh my God, she stabbed ow. Abigail. <laughs> wow, she's not making much noise. Uh, oh, ew. <laughs> oh God. I don't feel good. Oh. All oh. I know is murder, but I just want to dance. Why? Oh my God, Abigail. Why can't I leave this behind oh me? Oh my God, Why can't you're standing here so many times. Me. Stop. Send me Why? back to Jebediah. I don't know who that Who's is. Jebediah, who is Jebediah? He's a man who won't marry me, but I love him. Oh my God, oh. Mrs. Scarlet. I don't know. I'm so sorry. You killed Abigail. I just wanted to come to the city to learn about dance and to live my dreams, and now I've killed a girl. You better get the fuck out of here. You just killed somebody, and now I have to hide a body. All right, you didn't see me, okay? Yeah, I I definitely wish I had not. You didn't see me. I'm going to jazz hands out. Wow, jazz jazz hands hands out. She's tapping her way. You'll remember my boobs. I will. You know what, guys? I will remember her boobs. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Again, I'm at a loss for words. Um, I'm sorry. I hope you got some enjoyment out of that. And I really need to invest in a strong security system. You really do. Though I don't know how I protect myself against time travelers. She just appeared. 
in a like a blue blob. I don't know. You might need to think about watching time travel movies. See if there's anything oh, you can do, like yes, yes, yes. interdimensional protection spell sure. or like antimatter device. There's got to be something. Do my research. Yeah. Yes, I should do that. Guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. We're gonna get through it together. Do you hear me? We're gonna get through it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm 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 skeptical. <laughs> we will get through it. Here is your bad news. All right, so you'll be shocked to hear, Meredith, that my first bad news item has to do with Trump. And I'm sure you can all guess what I'm about to talk about. Oh, I think I know. So Trump tweeted an explosive threat to Iran, and I'm sure it was totally a coincidence that this followed the uh, Carter Page and Michael Cohen news. Um, Michael Cohen news being that he has a, a recording. Turns out like 12 recordings. Yeah, I was say a dozen <laughs> recordings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, um, you know, incriminating conversations with Trump and that Carter Page, uh, according to the FBI, and he sort of admitted later on was an agent of Russia. Carter Page phrased it as uh, he was an informal advisor to <laughs> Russia. Okay. Uh, potato, potato. But uh, and then out of nowhere, coincidentally, he unleashes on Iran totally not in a way to distract anyone from those other two stories. And, and obviously also very uh, well-reasoned, calm, very friendly. Calm. You could tell it was calm because it was entirely in caps locks. Entirely in caps. So this part was not in caps. To Iranian President Rouhani. Okay. Colon. From this moment on, everything is in caps locks, guys. So just imagine that in your head. Never, ever threaten the United States again, or you will suffer consequences the likes of which few throughout history have ever suffered before. We are no longer a country that will stand for your demented words of violence and death. Be cautious, exclamation point. Uh, just like hearing you read it makes my skin crawl. Yeah, like so... so Take into account that the United States is the most powerful country in the world with the, with the, uh, the largest military. We have nuclear weapons. How frightening that must be to be the country on the receiving end of that. Like, this guy is unhinged. Absolutely unhinged. And we're still, I mean, we're offending everybody in the EU sure. left and right. We've still got whatever the fuck is happening with North Korea. Mm -hmm. And now we're just antagonizing for the sake of antagonism uh, mm -hmm. another country that, you know, we had actually done a pretty good job of uh, reaching deals with. That's what's so heartbreaking about this to me. So, you know, obviously I have my issues with the, the former Obama administration and John Kerry, but you do have to really give it up to them. The, the Tehran deal was a masterful moment in diplomacy and they worked really, really hard. It was imperfect, but... The rhetoric was so heightened. The well, fact that they were able to come up with a compromise was nothing short of miraculous. And now to watch Trump single-handedly burn it yeah. is, like, so painful. Yeah, I mean, it's the the you know, the context of decades of uh, antagonism, of, of genuine concern mm -hmm. about how things might shake out and what might happen to, like, to actually have reached a point where they could have a conversation that wasn't... It was no small development and you know he's treating it as if any conversation i mean what is and i mean it's ridiculous to say what is the end game because somebody like trump doesn't understand consequences but you know your your fucking twitter account is threatening annihilation for millions of people right and you know let it, like not to mention the fact that you're already currently annihilating a bunch of like millions of people mm -hmm. and uh, setting things up to annihilate millions more through most of your policies. Right. <sighs> so of course, guess who crawls out of the woodwork? Ari Fleischer. Remember Ari Fleischer, everybody. God. So Barely. the former White House press secretary, remembered for being one of the disastrous Iraq War's biggest cheerleaders suggested on Monday that the U.S. should help destabilize Iran, too. Yeah. Oh, because it worked out really well in Iraq, right? Yeah, I think it went real well. I think everything is fine there now. Uh, in an appearance on Fox News, 
the former member of the George W. Bush administration, painted a harrowing picture of life in Iran to justify U.S. interference in the country's current political regime. So this is Fleischer. The people want their basic needs. They want their food. They want their health care. They want their environment. And the Iranian government is so corrupt, it's making it much harder for people to live in that country. You but know what's making it hard to live in that country? <laughs> the crippling <laughs> sanctions that the world has mm-hmm. put against them. And the looming threat of nuclear war from the U.S. But the more unstable we can help Iran to become the better it is to actually secure peace if we can get rid of that theological regime one day. (laughs) The more unstable we can make it, the better it is to secure peace. War is peace, everybody. God. (laughs) Like, I I don't even have something. I I don't even know. What does someone have to do to permanently lose credibility? Clearly, there's nothing you <laughs> can do the, to lose like, credibility. Yeah, more than cheerleading the Iraq war. Well, at this point, not being as bad as the people serving in the Trump administration somehow yeah. makes it possible. And yet, like, how much of a shitbag do you have to be to be defending things the Trump administration's doing? Mm-hmm. Like, even George W. Bush figured out you're supposed to say, like, you're supposed to criticize. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm... Yeah. It, it's hard to pick one thing that I find genuinely, like, to be the scariest thing Mm -hmm. that the Trump administration is fucking up right now, but this is up there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the idea that at a time when there's still, like, deeply inadequate veterans' health care, when there are millions of people in poverty, you know, massive wealth redistribution within the United States from the poor to the rich, you have you know, we're going to get into another conflict because we just have to, like, because we've already got Iraq, we've got Afghanistan, we're still letting absolute hell break out in Yemen, Mm -hmm. and now it's like, oh, yeah, great, we'll just, like, pick another country to go into. Sure. Because why not? Yeah, I mean, that's apparently what we do now. But now that we get along with with Russia, we can restore (laughs) stability to Syria by letting Assad just kill everybody. Great. As long as we can agree with Russia on allowing a tyrant to murder civilians. Hey, he's just looking for a nice example and Putin's nice enough to give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. So as we teased before, um, the Michael Cohen raid led to 12 tapes being removed. Um, and, uh, and Trump is mad about this. He's a little pissed off about it for some reason. Um, I just, the fact that Cohen taped him this much is wild. Yeah. Um, so 12 of those tapes were, uh, released to prosecutors, including the recording of Trump and Cohen discussing a payment to former Playboy model, Karen McDougal. Um, we don't know the content of the other tapes. Not yet. Although the fact that we don't suggest that there could be something really interesting and they're just figuring out how it fits into the rest of the case. Do you have any theories? Um, you know, I don't like to theorize know, or yeah. speculate when it comes to things that relate to Donald Trump just because <laughs> literally nothing I could imagine is ever crazy <laughs> enough. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I'd imagine that there's, you know, it's probably more stuff like the grab him by the pussy also. Sure. Probably something, you know, more stuff about infidelities. Mm-hmm. Whether or not there's something that actually directly connects to the Russia investigation, like who knows? Because he's yes. probably pretty stupid. But I imagine and there's will some it even offset. matter? I feel like at this point, Trump could just be like, I colluded with Russia, <laughs> and it could be on tape, and it still won't result in anything happening. Well, yeah, because it's not like Mitch Connell's going to call for impeachment, right? Yeah, he'll he'll strongly condemn Russia, but he won't in any way link it to Trump, right? Um, So Trump tweeted, inconceivable that the government would break into a lawyer's office early in the morning, almost unheard of. Even more inconceivable that a lawyer would tape a client, totally unheard of and perhaps illegal. All right. First of all, definitely not illegal because (laughs) Michael Cohen is based in New York, which has only one party consent laws, which means as long as you... If you are recording it, then you are the party that is consented, right. and it doesn't matter if the other person has is aware that you're recording. Mm-hmm. So, not illegal. Not illegal. Uh, also, I would not phrase getting a warrant and going into a lawyer's office as breaking into a lawyer's that office. That is that is also not what breaking means. You're thinking of means. Watergate, yeah. <laughs> which they did break into the Watergate. Uh, so, the good news is that your favorite president did nothing wrong. 
Well, that's good. That is such a weird way to phrase that. The good news is that your favorite president, okay? Your favorite. <laughs> nothing wrong. All right. I don't even I don't even know anymore. It's just exhausting. Ugh, God. Give me more bad news, girl. Yes, I got tons. So it turns out uh, Maria Butina, who the media is having a field day with because uh, she's a pretty redhead Russian spy. It's yeah, and it's so pretty they funny because stop flapping like, <laughs> But it is also incredible that she did gain so much access so to so much access. Um, members of the Republican Party and the NRA. I was gonna say the NRA thing really does make it fascinating and worthwhile that they've figured out yeah. that the, the Russian intelligence agencies have figured out that uh, the gun nuttery is the best way to mm-hmm. access the halls Very of power. feeling that they saw that as the yeah. easiest pathway. Yeah. That America is so obsessed with guns. They're like, well, we got to go through the NRA. So that is interesting. But there is also that like salacious aspect to it where it's like, yeah, she was like this hot redhead. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and my God, she like was posing with guns and you know, the media loves when they can throw up a sexy photo, yeah, you know, as always. So update to the story. It turns out she had even more meetings. Man, Maria Butina was busy. Uh, she makes me feel like a slacker. Yeah. So she also met with top officials of the U.S. Federal Reserve and Treasury Department in 2015. The meetings were arranged by a pro-Russian Washington think tank called the Center for the National Interest which also hosted an April 2016 event with then-candidate Trump at the Mayflower Hotel in Washington that was attended by Russia's former ambassador to the U.S. Um, According to Reuters, Butina accompanied Russia's then-central bank deputy, Governor Alexander Torshin, who investigators believe was Butina's handler as an agent and is close to Vladimir Putin to meetings in April 2015 with then-Fed Vice Chairman Stanley Fisher and then-Treasury Undersecretary for International Affairs Nathan Sheets. So they got into big meetings. Yeah, yeah. I think at first there were some Republicans who were kind of hoping to pass this off as like, oh, what, she met at like, she went to an NRA meeting or like an NRA conference. Like, yeah. who, But it's like, no, 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 she was in like, Big meeting, and not just in the Trump administration. I mean, right. this was something like she'd been here for a while. A while she right. was doing a lot of work. They were they were definitely like trying to make sure that she was at least functionally placed before yes. the 2016 election. And like, I'm trying to keep everything in perspective because there are two schools of thought with the whole Russian collusion story. Yeah, and one school of thought is that the Russian Russia phobia is being overblown Mm -hmm. that Trump won uh, millions and millions of votes uh, that Putin did not fabricate votes out of whole cloth. And I agree with that. I I think Trump is president because uh, I mean, real people voted for him. It's like, yeah, Yeah, xenophobic country. But I also believe that there was Russian interference in it. That's not a small thing, you know, especially when we live in such a divided country. Stuff like voter suppression, Russian interference can make an impact on the outcome of an election. Right. I mean, in the state of Wisconsin, there were five times more voters that were like not able to vote than there than was the margin of Trump's victory in uh, in 2016. You add in all of the voter ID laws, add in the purges, the fact that we still don't know what kind of access Russia may have had to voting software or voting mm-hmm. machines because mm-hmm. it's already come out that those that companies have said, oh, yes, actually, there are vulnerabilities with that. And they could here. be accessed remotely. Yep. yep. So there's lots and lots of different ways. Like you, They didn't have to swing many states by very many votes in order to win. It was close. It was close yeah, enough. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was close enough that this... They wouldn't have had to make some sort of broadside, bright day attack to right. make this happen. So, you know, there's not, it doesn't, it's still a big deal. <laughs> yeah. If you asked me what's a bigger deal, voter suppression or Russia interference in our election, I would say voter suppression, hands down. I think yeah. in terms of us, when I say us, the yeah. left, like losing votes, mm-hmm. 
the the purging of the voter rolls, voter suppression, confusing voters, I think is a much, much bigger deal. Mm -hmm. But that the Russian interference story is still very important and and, a lot of shady shit went down. And it moves, you know, it's it's about another country interfering in American elections as a way to gain power on the international stage, whether or not, like, not for good or, like, just because Putin wants power because he's a dictator. Mm -hmm. And this is all stuff that, like, yeah, it does matter. I'm sick of hearing about it, too, because I just (laughs) want to be able to say, like, yes, this is bad. Send someone to The Hague. But I also think, like, and also, uh, well, treason isn't something you'd go to The Hague for. But you should go to jail for it. Right. Yes. Uh, So... Yeah. Not light treason, just real treason. Right, right. <laughs> high treason. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say something else about the voting story. It's gone. That's all right. Damn it. Do-do-do. Yeah, I mean, I am very tired of talking about it as well, but it is important. And, oh, I know what I was going to say. Like, it beautifully... Um, it's it's sort of beautiful karma too that or maybe beautiful is not the right word but the fact that another country interfered with our elections <laughs> oh yes because we've <laughs> uh, we've done that over and over and over again and then when elections didn't go the way we wanted to we helped uh, foment mili- like help support military coups mm-hmm. that plunged many 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 countries into chaos and yep. pain for decades yeah so now for the United States to be like meddle with our elections it's kind of like yeah this is what other countries have been saying for decades yeah (laughs) please stop meddling with our elections now we know how it feels right doesn't Mm -hmm. feel great sort of feels like you're going uh nuts right Right. well but i mean you have to dismantle a free and fair election system because otherwise how are you going to own the libs right it's all about owning the libs guys god it was so wild i was listening today i forget what podcast but they were talking about the history of uh, Roe v. Wade um, and like who the lady was uh, in that that trial and how she eventually became uh, an Mm anti-choicer and all that stuff. But what was so interesting was listening to how politics used to work. Like when Roe v. Wade first happened, it was totally uncontroversial. Mm -hmm. People on both sides of the political aisle were like, yeah, like medical decisions should be left between um, a woman and her doctor. Uh, was it? There were, yeah, not many, many, many Republicans, like up until Ronald Reagan, I think, mm-hmm. Republicans were routinely pro choice. Right. And Reagan only flipped because the religious right banded together and realized they could pull together like evangelicals, Catholics, Christians under the umbrella of like, we're saving babies. Yeah. Well, it's just they, they sensed their moment after Nixon went down. So yep. the Southern strategy wasn't necessarily the thing they needed. They wanted to get the like social conservative stuff right. uh, um, going. Social conservative stuff. Sorry. It's like <laughs> deeply inarticulate. Uh, <laughs> I know what but you're yeah, that shifted. And, uh, and yeah, now we have whatever the hell is going on Well, that's on why today. I brought it up. Yeah. Now we literally have the GOP whose entire political strategy is to own the libs. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter if the policy makes no sense. It doesn't matter if it's bad for the country. It doesn't matter if it's bad for the GOP. Right. They're like, if we can own the libs in the short term, we'll do it, which yeah. is an insane political strategy. No, I mean, it's incredibly destructive there. And the idea that there's, and then just completely antithetical to democracy in a functioning state. Like we're, like they're dismantling basic functions of the United States as a country mm-hmm. because they want to like piss off the special snowflakes living in NYC and LA. Yeah, and it's like cool. I guess when you destroy the earth, we will be owned, but yeah. you will be as well. Oh, but they'll be dead because everybody who's serving in office except for like five people are mm-hmm. 97 years old. That's right. If the last thing they can do is own the lips, it'll be worth it. Yeah. Uh, guys, it's that time of the episode. Are you jumping up and down? You should be jumping up and down. Unless you're driving, in which case, obey the rules of the road. Here is your good news. Speaking of abortion, woohoo! And this is interesting because I feel like this was another self-own by the Republicans because they've spent so long 
touting states' rights and saying it's sacred territory that the federal government not be allowed to come into states and tell states how to create laws and all of that. So now something interesting is happening where now that Roe v. Wade is an obvious jeopardy and in all likelihood will be overturned yep. by the Supreme Court once uh, Brett Kavanaugh is sworn in, um, or whatever justice Trump ultimately <laughs> chooses who yeah. overturns Roe v. Wade, a lot of states, liberal states, are now scrambling to protect abortion rights. Yeah. So abortion rights advocates and Massachusetts legislative leaders are moving to repeal a 19th century state law that criminalizes abortion, acting out of concern that the U.S. Supreme Court may overturn its Roe v. Wade ruling. The threat is there, said Senate President Harriet L. Chandler, who led a successful charge to pass the legislation in her chamber. More than ever, the Nasty Women Act needs to be put into law here in Massachusetts so women will feel a measure of safety. So I could do without the name. Uh, yeah, so it's formally uh, known. Um, it's an act negating archaic statutes targeting young women. That's the nasty. <laughs> Would eliminate the state's unenforced abortion ban along with other old laws on contraception that have since been invalidated by Supreme Court decisions. Abortion rights advocates say they are pressing harder for the change because they believe Trump will replace retiring Justice Anthony Kennedy with a jurist who will tip the court's balance against constitutional protections for abortion. So this is interesting, though, because here's a state saying mm -hmm. we're not going to let, you know, the Supreme Court or like any other kind of like federal institution come in and tell us how to make laws. So it'll be interesting to watch conservatives and they will do this do mental jujitsu mm -hmm. to explain like why states are wrong for doing that. Well, they're it will be they're wrong for doing that because the the right to life of uh, clumps of cells is greater mm -hmm. than a state's right to self determination in these ways. But uh, it's also funny, like Massachusetts isn't the only place, like state that's done this. And uh, I think, as I may even have mentioned before, the state of New York has yet to do this. Uh, yes. So New York's laws are mm -hmm. also archaic and would institute a de facto ban on the vast majority of abortions if Roe v. Wade were overturned. So, right. uh, you know, fuck you, Cuomo. Yeah, once again, fuck Andrew uh, Cuomo. But, but it is nice to see this. And uh, luckily, I, I, I appreciate it as well because the, there are conservatives, there are red states, or states controlled by Republican legislatures that have been passing laws at the state level mm -hmm. that ban cities and municipalities from passing progressive laws. So right. places that have uh, passed anti-discrimination laws, uh, like housing laws, minimum wage laws, those state legislatures are then instituting control over things and to in order to say like you guys can go fuck yourselves because we want everybody to be forced to be as conservative as we are <laughs> right so anytime i see a state doing something that the opposite that <laughs> yeah. yeah doing the opposite yeah. but in the good way yes. yeah, yeah i it's interesting though because i i feel like it's weirdly hopeful because i feel like a lot of progressives however you identify on the left right now feel very helpless when it comes to the Supreme Court decision mm -hmm. because obviously there's very there's nothing we can do right. in that situation. But on the state level, there is a lot you can do. Yeah. You know, whether it's like petitioning your your state leadership and, and stuff like that, I feel like that is an encouraging territory where we can make some gains. Yeah. Also vote in your state Supreme Court elections yeah. if you have them mm -hmm. because a lot of states do elect judges yep. and that stuff is terrifying and you can make a genuine difference if you show up and do that. So once again, like another way to protect, at least on the state level, is to make sure that your state judicial system is uh, full of people who actually believe in the rule of law and support uh, basic humans, human and civil rights. Yeah, guys, it's, a, it's an easy ask, right? Support human rights. Yeah. Uh, so also in good news, the fallout from Trump's disastrous Helsinki um, summit with Putin continues. God, was, was that only a week ago? Isn't time is fucked right now. <laughs> I feel like every day has a year's worth of news in it. But there's a continuing uh, call from not just Democrats, but Republicans too, for there to be some meaningful consequences for Trump uh, throwing the intelligence community under the bus mm -hmm. and saying he sides with Russia and Putin. 
So Representative Trey Gowdy, who's a Republican from South Carolina. And known just absolute. Yeah. Not all. He's not a smart man. He's not smart. Uh, said on Sunday that Trump's advisors should consider leaving the White House if Trump continues to publicly disparage the nation's intelligence community and cast doubt on the evidence that Russia interfered in the 2016 election. But isn't Trump already... Oh, this is real bad news. Trump is, is moving to strip security clearances of uh, officials yes. that have criticized him. So, uh, Brennan? Yeah, no. Brennan, I think, is one of them? Uh, yeah, he is one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so on Fox News Sunday, uh, Gowdy said, the president either, really, or either needs to rely on the people that he has chosen to advise him or those advisors need to reevaluate whether or not they can serve in this administration. Which, honestly, I know he's not the brightest crayon on the box, Good advice. Yeah. If your yeah. whole job is to advise the president and the president is not listening to your advice, fucking resign. What are you yeah. doing? Why yeah, are you, you do not there? need to do that. Yeah. Um, so also in similar news, someone did resign. Woohoo. Um, the woman who helped write the Refugee Act, <laughs> Elizabeth Holtzman, um, resigned after uh, she has been guiding the U.S.'s uh, the U.S. is principles on this issue, refugees uh, coming to the United States for nearly four decades. In more recent years, she's been serving on the Homeland Security Advisory Council, which is a bipartisan team of experts that advises presidential administrations. The council includes a committee which, in 2016, called for the end of for-profit immigration detention facilities an issue front and center in Trump's support of family separation policies. So obviously Holtzman is a Democrat. <laughs> um, she's joined four other council members who are resigning in protest of Trump's immigration policies. And she uh, put out a powerful resignation letter. Um, so she wrote, there was a time that the U.S. welcomed refugees. Um, and she goes on to point out that the Refugee Act was created in the aftermath of our country's failure to properly take in Jewish people and other marginalized groups fleeing the Holocaust, like famously turning away. This is Allison, not the letter. No. Uh, famously turning away like Anne Frank's ships, family, like ships full of yeah. these poor people uh, fleeing the Holocaust, including Anne Frank's family. Um, <clears throat> Holtzman dropped some hefty numbers, 750,000 refugees taken in from Vietnam, 600,000 from Cuba, 100,000 Jewish, re Jewish refugees who fled the Soviet Union. She argued that the shift in policy is not only immoral, but also in direct violation of the Refugee Act. Quote, considering that history, the thought that the U.S. government is afraid today of 2,000 children and their parents is both laughable and appalling. So she said she's resigning, but she wishes it was uh, it were someone else, Trump. Quote, although it is I who am resigning in protest against these policies, it is you who should be tendering your resignation instead. It's a pretty good kicker. It's a good kicker. Pretty scathing. Um, and yeah, at this point, I'm like, if you worked for this administration, I mean, even Holtzman, like anybody, I'm like, you were collaborating. Yeah. But resign. Stop mm -hmm. being a fucking collaborator. Like, obviously, she was having a moral crisis where she's right. like, I can't keep doing this. Well, and, and there's also, like, if you're a if you're a 40-year career civil servant, I can understand, like, feeling conflicted for a period of time. If well, only I think because, there's also, yeah, like, that naive hope where you're like, I'll be one of the good ones doing some good. Well, I mean, when you know that, like, they haven't filled any of the vacancies mm -hmm. that, have, that have been, you know, that were <laughs> created under people like Tillerson at the State Department, you could underst you could understandably hope that you had like being there is is being a bulwark against uh, the Stephen Millers of the administration. But yeah, I think that you you should be resigning and you should be ready to take a stand like this when it comes to to any sort of any of these issues. Yeah, otherwise, like history is not going to remember you fondly. And mm -hmm. I do know quite a few people like that, like people who joined the military because they were like, well, if there's no good people in the institution, then of course the institution will be bad. 
But that assumption is that the institution is good itself. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, that's like deciding you want to be a cop because you think you can make things better for the I know the people inside. like that, too. And it's like, no, it's rotten from the foundation. Yeah. Like, you can't, you, a single individual, cannot fix this institution. Mm-hmm. When the institution's entire foundation is racial profiling and racism, you can't fix that. We yeah. just need to get rid of it. <laughs> um so while we have a little bit of time left, is there anything that you've seen or overheard or anything you're excited about or you've eaten that made you happy? Um, I'm trying to think things that have made me happy. Uh, my goodness. This is such a hard question. Well, I, I've been, you know, I'm, I started cross-stitching, which has yes. been very wonderful. And I am... Uh, pretty bad. Also, <laughs> I will say that I finally watched Queer Eye. How did you feel about it? Um, I was delighted. Great. I like I needed it in my life at the time mm-hmm. that uh, I was watching it and I thought, "Okay, yeah, this is like I get it now." Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty psyched. Every episode made me cry. <laughs> I I didn't cry as much as I had expected to, but I, I was did. really I was really pleased. I felt very good and I finally you know now that I finally like several months later uh understand the what is Anthony even doing oh I feel my God. like finally feel like I'm participating in the world again Wait, and it's really glorious I posted on I, I did okay yeah okay so I posted this image a while ago the village voice oh no it's time out yeah uh had a queer eye cover and I guess the theme of the photo shoot was like them like doing makeovers so they're all in like fluffy uh robes and towels like they're bundled up like they've just done like a spa day or mm-hmm. something like that and the only one who's shirtless is Anthony and he is cut so, so I tweeted ripped. like I don't understand why Anthony was casting queer I oh yeah <laughs> he's very hot so, uh also there is a um I'm following a new like kangaroo sanctuary <gasps> Instagram account what is it um, I'm finding it. It's just the kangaroo sanctuary. It's in um, uh, in Australia. So I'm going to show you a video as we watch this. Oh See, God. here you go. Now okay. you're watching. All right. So there's a little baby it's a, kangaroo. It's a baby kangaroo learning oh how to hop. God, he's learning how to hop. <gasps> little baby. Oh, he looks so young. Yeah. Like so. <gasps> my old thing was. He um, did it, guys. Spoiler alert, he did it. My old thing was elephant in, uh, sanctuary Instagrams, and yes. now it is most certainly um, kangaroo Instagram. So, like, if you need a little bit of happiness, I definitely think that's a that's a good way to go. That's a great suggestion. Anytime it's animal-related, I'm yep. there. But, guys, if you don't follow elephant sanctuaries what are you even doing do you not want to see baby elephants being happy and playing yeah you are like you're missing out and you just don't even understand what you know what could possibly be happening you don't understand joy oh my god do you want to see a little baby elephant learn how to blow bubbles in water with its trunk oh because that's there Mm -hmm. and will fuck you up now did you know that um Elephants, when they're rescued, at least one of the sanctuaries, uh, and for a good long while while they're still recovering and getting used to things, they actually sleep with their caretakers at night. Oh so the caretakers God. will wake up in the middle of the night to like feed them because they need to eat, drink milk every so o- like few hours. I knew so, they also yeah. like cover them in blankets because yeah. they get cold. So they have like programs where people make blankets for the yeah. baby elephants, which is so cute. I can't handle it, guys. Go follow every kangaroo and elephant sanctuary you can. Please follow Meredith on Twitter at Meredith L. Clark. Go to lighttreason.news and hit that donate button to keep us going for as little as $5 a month or a one-time donation. I also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny, that you can go support for as little as a dollar a month. But if you sign up at $5 a month, you get to send questions that we'll answer on Light Trees and News. $10 a month, you get to do the online hangouts that are always so much fun. And speaking of animals, we share lots of like cat and dog important, pictures important and animal videos. photos. Um, but whatever pet you have or whatever animals you enjoy will be welcome as well. And guys, thank you so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble.